together with American Songwriter, we had the opportunity to talk to John Duff over Zoom video. John Duff talks to us about growing up in the Baltimore area, getting involved in musical theater and chorus at a very early age, going to college for musical theater and music theory. After a few attempts in the theater world in New York and creating his own musical theater play called The Kardashians, what I thought <laughs> is amazing. Kardashians, Cats, Mashup. He actually has this amazing story about how he landed the role of A.C. Slater on the Saved by the Bell musical while riding the subway. He talks about a conversation with Perez Hilton that led him moving to Los Angeles and pursuing his dream of being an artist. He talks about putting out the song Girly and the major success of the music video, the new project he's working on, and the amazing music video and song that he wrote featuring his dog, DJ Baby Duff. It's called 100% Baby. The video is hilarious. So definitely check that out. 100% Baby, John Duff, and DJ Baby Duff. And you can watch our interview with John Duff on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. Baby Duff wasn't there. Uh, she had other obligations, I, I believe, <laughs> uh, today. So um, she was not there during the interview, but John is. And you can check that video out on our YouTube channel and Facebook page at Bringing It Backwards and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with John Duff. Thank you so much for doing this. This is about you and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. And I love the video uh, that you did for 100% Baby. I was just dying laughing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you want to talk about how we got that video? Let's uh, talk about let's talk about how you got it. Where, well, let's first talk about where you where were you born and raised? I was born in uh, Howard County, Maryland, which is a county outside of Baltimore. Okay. Uh, in Maryland, it's it's a lovely place to grow up. Uh, I, I lived there till I was seventeen, and then I went to Syracuse uh, for my undergrad. Moved to New York City, spent five years there. Now I've been in L.A. for almost five years. So Very cool. Very cool. How'd you get into music? Uh, music was always the, the thing for me. Uh, granted, when you grow up in a place like a, a suburb of Baltimore, there's not a lot of outlets for someone who wants to be an artist. Uh -huh. Right. So um, I, I got involved in musical theater really young uh, and choir and the other things that are available to, mm -hmm. in a public school, you know, county sure. uh, situation. So musical theater is what, what got me in the door of performing. Then I went to Syracuse to get a BFA in musical theater. Oh, awesome. Okay. Which was awesome because I got sure. to, um, we took piano, we took music theory, we took ear training. And so you have the music degree as well as dance and acting. Okay. Awesome. Well, yes. uh, was keyboard or piano, was that the first instrument you learned did you, or did you pick that up later? I, I'm really not good, but I <laughs> learned, I know theory. So okay. I can, I know what every key signature is. I know what all the chords are and I understand how they go together. Sure. So I just play chords. Okay. Uh, and then I hand it off to someone who's really good to jazz <laughs> it up. Sure. Sure. <laughs> That's awesome. So when you went to school for, uh, for musical theater, were you, was it your goal to, you know, get it on Broadway or was that kind of what you were shooting for? Or? 
I think I was just following where, where the Lord led me, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I, musical theater was, seemed like an accessible outlet for that. I could, that I could get work with, that I could, you know, sustain a career with in whatever path that took me. Um, I got there and realized I'm not really a theater person though. Okay. I have a lot of personality and a lot of ideas and, 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 the theater, unless you're the director, is not really a huge creative outlet for the actor. Sure. Yeah, contingent upon there's yeah. Contingent upon the style we're doing, but in you know, in mainstream musical theater, you're standing in the spot they tell you, you're looking at the light they tell you, and uh, that's it. Right. Um, so I performed in some shows in New York when I graduated school, uh-huh. and I had a great time. Uh, doing that, but uh, songwriting was always happening for me. And when I was in college, I was had this like, I should be a pop star. I'm, okay. What am I doing here? I should be a pop star. And <laughs> that was like the era of Kesha and Katy Perry, you know, like they were just sure. dominating. And I was like, there needs to be like a gay male answer to this. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you got all these girls singing songs about how great it is to be gay and no gay people. Right, right, right. Yeah, you're <laughs> completely right. Yeah, there was... <laughs> it was a weird time. You know, you had yeah. firework and born this way. We are who we are. Raise your glass. I mean, F and perfect. There was just 2011 was just all the girls singing about being gay. Right. And no gays. <laughs> right. Lady no, Gaga was gay, no gay guys doing it. <laughs> just celebrating the right. the women that were, were writing the songs about it. They were picking the outfits and doing the hair and probably writing the songs too, but they weren't in a in a spotlight. Sure. Um so I actually went on the show X Factor when I was 21. Oh, did you? Okay. I did. And um they hated me. Um, it turns out they weren't looking for a star actually. Um, they were looking for, I I thought it was going to be different than American Idol, but it wasn't. Okay. Right. I thought that they were looking for a, a a full package performer, but they really were just looking for a sob story with a person who could sing karaoke. Well, sure. Isn't that most of it? You know, it's always like, and then you have to, you're waiting, anticipating the the horrible thing that happened to this person. (laughs) I should have known when they were like fishing into my trauma, Um, you know, and I was like, yes, I got bullied. I got bullied really badly. I could not take the bus in high school. But is that matter to me? No. The whole point is that we're still here. So I'm not going to sit here and cry about it on national television. I'm here to to sing. Right, right, right. I'm here to perform and sing and and try to try to win, not win based on my my past. But I said at the audition, and they didn't air any of my stuff um, because it wouldn't have made sense because I was good. I was good and then they hated me, (laughs) right? right? So it wouldn't have made sense with the narrative that they had set up um, because it's a TV show. So I kind of went out, started doing my thing, and they just started terrorizing me right away. And I was like, holy shit, I just got duped. Mm -hmm. Um, But I said from the beginning, I'm either going home the first day or I'm winning. There was no in between for me. Right. <laughs> They're kicking me out now, or I'm winning the entire thing. And they kicked me out now. Okay. <laughs> and Paula Abdul called me strange, which that's amazing. Right? I was going to say, that, that was where I was going to go with this. How did she do that? But now it makes sense. The X Factor. <laughs> she called me strange. 
And uh, I remember my jaw just dropping. And I, I was, I had just graduated from theater school. So I'm so respectful. I'm like, Hi. thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, great. Thank you. Like, yep, I'm just going to leave this stage smiling, um, which is not what they wanted, of course. Right. Um, and ha- had it been now, I'm like, Paula Abdul, you want to come up here? We can sing one of your songs, okay? And then we'll see who sings it better. Because I can <laughs> sing the shit out of Forever Your Girl. And as Whitney Houston said, you had pitch problems on the record. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's amazing that is amazing so, you should have challenged her oh, right but, there <laughs> they might I, have I did that. not have the, they would i would have gotten through that's the thing Had right. I been sassy, they would have put me through but i didn't i didn't have time for that i didn't have time it was a horrible experience though after you know they film it because then it doesn't air for months right so i I spent the first three months, I just graduated college, just moved to New York City, I spent those first three months just living in fear of what was going to air, uh-huh. how embarrassing it was going to be, that no one would ever take me seriously and that no one would ever love me, right? That, just yeah. the stories stories we tell ourselves. Sure. I never thought about that. Like, yeah, not knowing, because you don't know what they're going to air or if you're going to make the cut on whatever edit they're going to do because they're, they're the producer there is going to make their own narrative of the show anyway. And all you can do is reflect on what you did that day. And so you're like, sure. was, was there a part where I was really out of breath that they're going to, that they're going to use and then they're going to use me looking stupid and they're going to use foot, you know, right. There's so much they could do. Yeah. So, so for, for, for months, it drove me completely insane. That was the beginning of my mental health, my serious mental health issues. Uh, um, wow. <laughs> so I really feel for anyone who's been on those shows and not had an easy go of it because it's it's really not nice. It's a right, modern or be the butt of the joke, or you know that goes viral on YouTube or whatever. And it's like I can't imagine being one of those people. So horrible. Because so at that point, your career is just known as oh, you're the guy that screwed up on American Idol. And how are you supposed to get laid when you're that person? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> that was my fear. I'm like, no one's going to want to sleep with me because I'm going to well, be a clown. Aren't you the guy from X Factor? You're but, like, no. You know, the, the good news is nobody watched that show, that season. And um, I now have more followers and streams than the girl who won. So there you I, go. It, it turns around, kids. <laughs> okay. So from X Factor and that amazing experience you had, um, how did you continue in music? Like, what were you, you obviously were writing your own songs at that point. God. God, yes. But but literally, God carried me through. And okay. I was on a subway in New York City. And these two people are talking, these two guys. And they're like, oh yeah, she was great. Oh yeah, we're gonna we should cast her as this. And I was like, uh, I'm staring at them. And so they look at me and they're like, Can I help you? Do we know you? And I was like, No, but I was just eavesdropping and I want to know what you're talking about. <laughs> they were like, Oh, they're like, We wrote a Saved by the Bell musical, and it's a workshop, and we're casting it right now. And I was like, Well, you should see me for it. And they were like, uh, well, we kind of already did auditions. I'm like, I don't care, I'm really good. Um <laughs> And they're like, well, you would be good for Slater. And I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll do whatever. And they're like, right. well, we have, they handed me the script, the sides on the tra- train. I said, do you want to read for it? I said, sure, let's go. And I read for it. And I gave them my, I had a resume on me because I'm, 
an actor in New York City sure. coming of from course. a class. <laughs> and I'm like, I got to go. This is my stop. And I got off and they called me and I got the job. And then that led to a three-year gig with that. Really? Wow. Yes. Uh-huh. That's incredible. It was pretty incredible. And then that job led me to um, another show I did in Toronto with Perez Hilton, who heard me backstage playing piano and singing and was like, did you write that? I said, yes. He said, you need to move to L.A. What are you doing? Wow. I said, really, you think I can make it? He said, as a songwriter, I was like, what does that mean? He's like, well, you're a little old to be a star at this point. And I was like, well, fuck you, too. I never doubted the star part, okay? I maybe doubted the songwriting, but now I'm like, oh, well, now we're set. Yeah, if I if you validated my songwriting, I don't care if you think I'm too yeah, old for this. Know, <laughs> yeah, you're just jealous. No, right. I, I love him. He's, he, we became great friends after that. <laughs> so that so you obviously then did you move to LA pretty soon after that uh, exchange? Yeah, yeah, it was probably within a year. I directed another musical off Broadway that ran for a couple months before Andrew Lloyd Webber suited it and had to close. Um, oh, how did that happen? That must have been a story. It was called Cat <laughs> Dashians, and it was the <laughs> it was the musical Cats, basically, but the Kardashians oh, yeah. as the cats, and <laughs> it was really genius because both that shows really are about. Is. Cats and Kardashians are both about nothing, right? right? Right. So you've you've just got a bunch of cats coming up and being like, "Hey, this is my story." And same with Kardashians. <laughs> so it was the most genius thing, and of course, like Catelyn Jenner, um, was, Catelyn, <laughs> yes, sang Meowmeries, and it was it was a really it was a wonderful show, but it got sued and to be close. Um, and then I moved to LA. Okay. <laughs> so you get to LA and then do you have like when do you start releasing music on your you know under your name in this under this trajectory I just sure. kept I just kept um writing I just kept keeping things to myself I was really insecure and uh started working with producers in LA who I finally was like oh these sounds are cool mm-hmm. these songs kind of sound like what I thought they'd sound like we never quite got there so I never wanted to put it out Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't put anything out until 2018. And even then I wasn't satisfied. Okay. My first song, Girly. Yeah. Um, and I loved the video. I did the video. I always do my visuals, but um, I, that song, I was like, it's just not, nah. but I just kept going. Uh-huh. You had to put it out. If I, you, if an artist is listening, right? Like you, you've got to get it out there because that opens the space for more to come in. Sure. And the exposure is what led me to getting to work with different producers because they're like, hey, this guy's getting a lot of views on that video. I can do better, you know, or I can do this. Right. With him. Yeah. Oh, so was it mainly the video for for Girlie that kind of drew people to the rest of your songs or your in your in your songwriting? Girlie, I just happened to be a great first, yeah, Impression. stab at it. The, yeah, I, I think like the first week we had quarter of a million views. I'd never posted a YouTube video prior. Wow. Do you know uh, how that, that kind of the ball got rolling on that or just happened to fall where it fell and, and people was, liked it? My concept was genius. I, <laughs> I recreated five female music videos and told as a boy without, you know, doing the drag, but wearing the outfits 
which had for me a super feminist undertone of like this is what you make these people do not some of them really want to but you're like this is what this is what you're consuming sure but now i'm doing it right. so <laughs> and of course as a child growing up these were the videos i mimicked so there was it was a very layered video for me um but i knew it was going to work mm-hmm. yeah uh, and obviously obviously it did <laughs> it did yeah and then nope. i was such i was such an alcoholic that i couldn't get anything done after that okay just so drunk all uh, did you oh did did that end up stopping or like what was that how did you make the next move yeah i'm sober now but i yes. um, it, congratulations i've done i've thanks. got 4 years thank you congratulations to you uh i'm a year and and a couple months now so. Congratulations. That's huge. One year is huge. I mean, shoot, a week is huge. <laughs> and especially during this, right? Right. D- yeah. Right. But I'm exactly. so grateful. I would have gained 50 pounds. I <laughs> I would have. Right. I, I'm thinking about it too now. I'm like, if I was drinking at the time, I probably would have killed about, about 30 beers a day, which would have added about 150 pounds by the time. I would have been huge. Pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been huge. I would have been cracked out. I probably would have started doing like some real ass drugs, like because I was pretty, you know, uh, I was I was pretty classy with it. I uh-huh. was just a drinker. Sure. Um, I did. I live in LA. I mean, I did some coke. It's right. Quite, it's it's <laughs> like a thing here. Um, right. But other than that, I wasn't really playing with much. But I'm that was that would have been my fear in quarantine was I would have been like ah gotta pass the time sure what else Someone is going on pipe right <laughs> yeah what else is- <laughs> wow so well after the, the the girly and it's doing well and and like rich comes out how how much after that like how how soon after that and was that oh. a video and was that something that you were kind of like okay this thing did really well is this next project gonna you know perform so girly girly rich and give a fuck these three videos were all filmed around the same time. Oh, okay. I was so turned up and so self-loathing that when Girlie came out, I was doing everything I could to sabotage what was happening. So I halted everything. And it took me like a year to muster up putting out Rich, which was done. It was supposed to come out a month after Girlie. Oh, wow. Um, And at that point, I had gone to Canada. I'd work on a record with the, the Kuya brothers, Bobby and Sammy Kuya, who had just done Alessia Cara's first album. And wow. we wrote this record that was, that was, that was heavy. It was real, like kind of country. It was all about my drinking problem and my daddy, you know, all the issues. Mm-hmm. And um, now that, my, now that it's my daddy issues, I just call all male issues, daddy issues. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like my dad. Um, but it's just easier for people to, to palate, right? Um, the, the, I've written this record and I, and I, so I knew I had this thing going on inside of me, this like other artist, but I had all this content done Uh and it became a conflict of what do we do? Sure. So I ended up saying, all right, I'll honor this guy who I was and am in some parts and put out rich. And, um, then I happened to do a nice song with this DJ in Lithuania, Giovanni, um, stop the show, which was a big hit over in the Baltics, Poland and radio and uh-huh. really 
humbling and and exciting for me to see myself not through the lens of like a camp shtick music video uh-huh. um and say oh okay i've got potential outside of this mm-hmm. so in sobriety and during the quarantine i looked at my work and i said all right these songs were fun i'm gonna honor that that guy's vision that drunk mm-hmm. me's vision and i'm gonna show people that it could be done and i'm gonna show my old self that it could be done and what it would look like but i already recorded an album that's gonna come out this summer oh wow uh, and it's all um i'm so excited about it it's a whole other game it's a okay. whole other world um was that done during COVID or during it was it okay. was i did a camp i did a camp with two of my collaborators we we got a house we quarantined we worked on this stuff for uh 10 days we got 10 tracks it's um live orchestra wow. and it's it's something it's exciting to hear you'll you'll love it i, I, I can't wait you, you can't you can't hate it uh-huh it's this kind of thing where I've never felt so good about something where I'm like, I mean, you can say you don't like it, like, well, but you can't say it's bad. <laughs> I like that. Well, is that what you're working on? You said you're on, on set shooting right now. Are you shooting a video for that or is, there, is it something completely different? No, I've got, I've got, I'm, I'm wild. So my, I'm telling you a secret and, and I don't know who's going to watch this. So um, I'm telling Hopefully everyone, hopefully all your followers. <laughs> I'm releasing these, the, I have four videos coming out and they're all kind of in the same vein of the picture I've already painted. And then we're 180. This is, I I want to end this. I want to complete this visual cycle though, so that, you know, it gets honored and shown that way. And a lot of people love it. So I'll give them what they love, but then it's me time and it's, it's a full transition. And I think that um, they will enjoy it. Amazing. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's really it, cool. It's really good. So it's different than what you've already put out. <laughs> Very different. Okay. <laughs> Very, different. Very cool. I mean, it's probably going to be mixed in surround sound. Like it's a full, I mean, immersive. Rad. It's, it's the difference between being a drunk and, and being clear, right? I'm like, <laughs> when I'm drunk yeah. and on coke, I'm like, oh, 808 based on everything. Like, and now sure. I'm like, can someone get me an oboe? Like, <laughs> can someone give me an oboe? <laughs> That's what the name of your record should be. <laughs> can you throw a glockenspiel on top of that? Because I can't listen to this. There's no depth. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that's amazing so talk to me about this video that uh with your dog dj baby duff i how did this happen and how and and this i'm sure this is quite different from what you what you've recorded during quarantine and and with in those 10 days so different but the same collaborators and that was when i knew i really liked them i really liked them because um they they got what they pick up what i'm putting down So when I came in the room and they were like, what are we going to write about today? I was really frustrated because I had just gotten back from Canada where I'd done this really dope record that I think I could win a Grammy with and no one's receiving it because they want me to do girly. Oh, sure. And so I was like, fuck this. We're going to do the stupidest song anyone's ever heard. And we're going to repeat baby as many times as we can. And they both looked at me and were like, okay. (laughs) <laughs> so we, we wrote the song and uh we recorded it and then it sat then i got a dog i named her baby and i was like called them i'm like hey we need to remix that song she's gonna she really wants to do this 
She really wants to do this. She's a double Sagittarius. She was built for this. Yeah. She's a star. So, um, you know, she was really easy to work with. She showed up. Not a lot um, of drama. <laughs> no, no drama. And she great ideas. And <laughs> I, 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 the, the production of that song is like very inspired by Baltimore Club music. I grew up listening to. Uh-huh. Uh, and I've always wondered how it's never quite hit the mainstream um, or no one's really taken it and run with it. We kind of did a future pop spin on it. Yeah. Um, which isn't quite where I would go. I would have done like the really good Baltimore club would take like the Supremes come see about me and they'd chop and skew that. And then they'd have these moments where, where it just hits the chorus and it plays as it was. And you're like, this is an experience. Um, But you know, that's more where my new record is. So if that stuff gets remixed, that's how we'll do it. Um, But anyway, so yeah, I, I went and took the photos of my dog. I had my friend Scott, who's an animator, who I just think is so cool. Do it. I just said she needs to save the world, and Guy Fieri needs to be in it. That's my only note. <laughs> I was I just watched. I had to watch it like about three times before um before this conversation. I was laughing so hard, like even in the begin, just like the beats, and then the dog's face, like him fl- or her flying across the screen, like. Just everything about it. I was laughing so hard. Like that video is so brilliant. Thank you. I, I, I wanted to do something for children and adults and, you know, stoners and, and trippers and all those yeah. people to like. Yeah, that's like something you'd see on like Adult Swim or something. Right. So that's what I, I Adult <laughs> Swim, I would think, wanted to toe that line of like, this could very well be enjoyed by an adult, but a three-year-old's going to go crazy for it also. Right. Yeah. It's definitely has that feel like, um, I have a four-year-old son. I'm going to throw him in front of that. He's at school right now, but after watching it a few times, I'm like, he, this is like a lot of the videos that he somehow lands on, on like YouTube kids. <laughs> like It's like, but it's better and funny. <laughs> the, thank you. The issue for me is that, uh, it's so different than what I'd been doing that the algorithm of the internet did not enjoy me doing this departure <laughs> i'm like i usually get like ten thousand views a day, the first day of my videos i'm like this one had like 800 I was like, i'm like this is better than all my videos how does this one <laughs> uh, well what i do love you people it man. want right right exactly so are you going to be doing so that was obviously something that was kind of just off the cuff and not really part of the the project that you're currently working on or so I always knew I always knew that I was departing into like something that would make me be viewed more seriously as a traditional artist Uh um and that was why I wanted DJ Baby Duff to exist so that when I have the hankering to create a pop track I'll see if DJ Baby Duff wants to do it and then (laughs) she can put it out with me featuring on it that oh. way I'm I'm never pigeonholed into a style. I love that. So DJ Baby Duff is going is its own it, she, she is now her own artist as her and you will feature on some on some yeah. of the songs if not all of them. I'll feature if she can get Jojo Siwa she'll take her. But she <laughs> You know what I mean? If anyone sure. wants to sign up, call me. I saw you had Tori Kelly on your sheet. DJ Baby Duff would love to work with you, Tori. Um, so Let's it's not limited see if to she just can get that. Me. If we see if we can make that happen, that'd be amazing. It's not limited to just me. 
but baby <laughs> would work with anyone. She really loves people. Okay. My uh, other dog, Daisy, she's the Ashley Simpson of the situation. And unfortunately, uh, she's living in the shadow right now. But she might have a record. You never know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, well, John, dude, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it, man. I'll let you get back to, to your video. But I have one more question for you uh, before for I let it. you go. I want to know Do if you, you see have all any this makeup. Yeah, it does. You can't really tell that you have makeup on. I mean, this video is in black and white, so. Oh, they did a very good job of uh, blending. Thank you. <laughs> or you That's why we hire makeup. gay people. I don't know who no. did that makeup. <laughs> a, a gay. I got a gay to do it. Okay, I mean, there you go. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that. Oh. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Study, study. I know everything about music that I want to know, right? If you ask me about an artist that I like, I can tell you all the lyrics to all of theirs. I know all the words. I know all the words to probably every song that's been popular since 1950. It's, it's just the way my brain works. And when I meet artists who don't have a, a plethora of references, I don't know how they're going to create. And so I think that in a world that is so oversaturated in content, you really have to find your taste, trust your taste and know your shit. And, and I've learned this process. And when you hear the new record, you're gonna be like, oh, that's what he's talking about. Because I thought I had to do something to fit or, or you know, I thought I had to use sounds or use whatever for people to listen to it, to get streams, or sure. to get the industry to listen. Now that I did fully what I want to do, I'm like, holy shit, that was easier. Like, why was I doing that? And I'm so excited about this stuff. Um, this stuff was fun, and I think it's great. But this other thing is my heart. So finding the love, I think. Finding the love and 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 actively loving it. Loving is lo loving something is an action. It's an active thing. So you can't just say I'm an artist. You just love it. That's it. <laughs>